Cyber attacks are said to be one of, if not the biggest issue for banks. Last year, a cyber gang executed a bank robbery of $1 billion, the largest heist in history. With me now is David M. from Kaspersky Lab on similar threats moving forward. Well, David, if you can start by talking me through Carbanek, what happened exactly? Carbanek is the name of the, the gang who was behind a number of bank heists. So you said that they made about a billion dollars. This was by attacking a hundred different banks across the globe. Globe. Basically what they were doing was infiltrating the bank organisations by sending what's called spear phishing emails. So these are emails that look legitimate, they look like they've come from somebody you know, somebody who's a business contact, even somebody within the organisation, and they've got a link or an attachment, and when you click on that you launch the malicious code, and at that point it's then able to install on that computer. And Literally, it has a look around, so it records what you're doing as a bank employee, it records the sounds, and what the attackers were trying to do is to find somebody in the organisation who had the ability to move money around from account to account, or access the ATM machines in order to get them to pay out money. And so effectively at that point it became an insider attack, because everything done by that infected employee looked like normal behaviour. And now you say Carbonac are back with similar gangs doing similar things, so who are they targeting exactly? And where? We're not entirely sure where, where they're from. We think actually they may be from a mixture of different com countries operating together and they're attacking banks in different parts of the globe. Now the Carbon Act 2, we know of attacks in Eastern Europe only, in Russia specifically, but we do believe it's more widespread than that, although we don't have specific concrete information on that. The one key difference with this second wave of attacks is that they're going beyond just financial institutions and they're focusing on finance and budget departments within large organisations that aren't necessarily in the financial sector, for example telecommunications companies. But if this happened last year, why aren't people getting wise to this? Why isn't there software in place to stop this happening if we know what they're doing? The issue here is we're talking about human fallibility. We can all fall victim to online scams if we're not very, very alert to it. And th the problem is that, of course, banks are big organisations, many of them. They have lots of people with IT expertise, but they also have lots and lots of bank employees who are working in other functions, non-technical functions. And obviously they're easier to trick because they don't necessarily have you know, technical knowledge or technical skills. So if a bank or indeed a company is a target, when will they find out that they've been targeted once everything's stolen or is there time to perhaps stop it mid-attack? It may well be that some of the activity uh, generates suspicious behaviours, you know, and the bank thinks, well, actually, that shouldn't be happening there, or why were they trying to do that when they haven't actually, that's not part of their normal job. So there can be signs and symptoms like that which, which alert uh, bank IT staff to maybe something not being quite right and then when they poke about a bit further it uncovers more and more information. You said this is happening in Russia, how how concerned should banks in America or other parts of the world be about this? Well, we live in a very small world, of course, and there are connections, commercial financial connections between banks. Um, and, you know, I think the fact is that in today's world we can all be a victim of an attack perpetrated by people in other countries. All you need to be is at the end of a, a wire, so to speak. So finally, what should banks' organisations be doing to protect themselves? On top of what they would do to defend their back-end systems and the normal sort of protection they would put in place for the corporate network, they need to focus on the human aspect of security and make sure, actually, that staff 
non-technical and technical, understand about these threats, understand the, the methods that these people use to try and infiltrate the organisation so that you, know, you can start to make the staff part of the security defence rather than potential victims.